Hi everyone, it's Sam, NFT Statistics, and this is your Proof Daily NFT Countdown. A lot to talk about today. Going to dive into the latest Artblocks curated drop, which went very, very well. Going to talk a little bit about Super or Genesis passes. Magic Eden made some moves, a whole lot else. Let's get right into it. Starting off with a quick market overview. Volumes were basically flat. Not a whole lot to see there. Uh, buyers did seem to have a nice little bump up versus the prior couple days, so that is nice to see. In terms of prices, large cap index down a fair bit. A bit of weakness in pudgy penguins, also some weakness in gutter and doodles. Just looking at pudgy penguins, you know, we talked about this, how they had that random blur bump uh, when they announced that they were going on blend that immediately retraced. And basically ever since, and you can see here, it's really been kind of down only, a lot of people dumping into bids, so never like to see that, but that's certainly the trend. Also want to talk about Milady because I think Milady is one of the more interesting projects uh, in the market right now. Just got a massive pump, both from Elon, from Blend, from airdrop farming, bidders, people, kind of a good secular story, a lot going on. And it really feels like it's giving a lot back. A few charts that really make me concerned about this project. What this, what this chart here looks at is the total number of NFTs over the past six days that were dumped into blur bids that had never been dumped into blur bids before. And what you can see is more than 250 new NFTs that had never been dumped into bids. So longer term holders, seeing the supply that's that's accumulating, seeing the weakness in price, saying, I'm going to get out. I got these bidders here who are going to take these off my hands and selling into it, just completely drowning out any other project when you look at this chart. The other piece is if you look at how many are currently on blend, how many actually have loans against them, kind of across the price spectrum. There are over 550 NFTs from a lady on blend. That's more than 200 more than the second most, which is Azuki with 332. So I think that it's kind of a pretty negative setting, a setup here. You know, I always say supply attracts supply. You know, when people see that someone dumps 150, like happened in Milady, they're more likely to sell because they know there probably aren't buyers for those and bidders are just absorbing them. Incentivized bidding does create exit liquidity. So if you miss that initial dump, you can still get out and then you just get this snowball impact. I also always say that leverage leads to volatility in both directions. People can make their ETH go a lot further when they can get leverage. So you get volatility in the upside, but on the downside, when these loans start unwinding, that's more basically for sellers or people who don't want to hold who end up selling. And then the last thing is, NFTs are largely, I think, Veblen goods. Veblen goods basically means they get more attractive to buy as the price goes up. And as they go down, often means, mean, means that they're less attractive. It's kind of a weird phenomenon in luxury goods, but I do think that NFTs follow that a lot. Back to prices, NFT mid, or our mid-cap PFP index was up again. Strength in Rumble Kong, a kid called Beast. Uh, one thing, one project I did want to mention also was Hate Prime. When you look at this chart, you know it's kind of a ridiculous chart, but Hate Prime just announced that they were getting bought out by but for $12 million, $12 million feels like a lot of money for a project with a 0.25 ETH floor, not really on the radar screen of very many people, but impressive to see that. When you look at this chart, you can't really tell, but from this chart, you can see we did get a really nice little price bounce yesterday from 0.2 to 0.35, so something like a point or a 70% bump. I think people are saying, we saw what Luca did with Pudgy Penguins. We saw what Oni Force, uh, what happened there when they got bought out. This can be a positive. You get new people looking at the IP, maybe we'll get a pump in Hate Prime, so gotta love to see that.
In terms of art blocks, we're kind of back to where we were before the pump in terms of volume. Only two projects did more than 10 ETH of volume. Had a really nice squiggle sale. This is one of the first 300 squiggles. You know, the early squiggles, those day oneers have a have a premium. So but I really like that one. That's a 15 ETH sale, a 6.1 ETH Meridian sale. So kind of, again, going below the floor. An anti-cyclone here for 6.5. And this Hongbao kind of memories of Chilin palette, which I really love. 5.3 ETH sold above the floor as that palette Often does. Second story to talk about Human Unreadable, the recent Art Blocks curated drop, just completely popped off. One of the first Art Blocks projects we've seen pop off in a little while. Here are the two biggest sales on the left, 4.21, on the right, 3.5. And you can see there's kind of a foot figure in the one on the right, there's a human figure in the one on the left. These all really incorporate kind of the human image into the, into the generative art. These are the artists, operator is the name. A little bit about it, about this project, it is a three-act generative art project, basically focusing on the human body, uh, bringing together choreography, code, blockchain, and more. Now, there are three steps to it. First, you get your art block. The second thing they're going to do is they're going to uncover the choreography score because they used a choreography score, took images of that, and that is what appears in the art. Okay, so that that's going to be a reveal that actually is going to come as an NFT, which is going to be connected uh, with your art block piece. And then the third thing is a final performance, uh, which will be at a later date. They also said that the first 100 minted pieces, so number two through 101, are going to be performed in the IRL, in the in real life premiere at an art institution. So kind of a nice little perk for those lower serial or those lower token IDs. I don't know. I think this is overall just kind of a very new project. We saw 6529 buy a bunch. We saw Pranksy Sweep. Uh, uh, Kevin Abosh, I believe, has been buying a lot. So some big people have been buying. If you look at how the prices have moved, you can see we still, you know, the mint was at 0.9 ETH. You know, you initially got a big pump. Went up to about two ETH. Then there really wasn't much volume. And what happened in the morning, you know, by that by that turquoise arrow on the right is Pranksy swept. And when Pranksy swept, the price went from 1.5 to 2.2. You can't see it here, but last I checked, it's actually at a, a 2.7 ETH floor. So seeing a lot of success there. Congrats to Operator. And again, go to Proof Podcast. Check out Eli's uh, interview with the artist. We released it yesterday, I believe. Definitely worth checking out. Third thing to talk about, Magic Eden makes moves. Here's a tweet from Magic Eden. They said, welcome to chapter two. It's time to make some changes. What are the changes they're making? First of all, they're aggregating other exchanges where holders can basically manage their listings on other exchanges and buy off of other exchanges, very similar to what Blur has done. Second thing, they're open sourcing their marketplace contract, so making it available to all others can work on it. Third, they're opening up an API, making it a much more elaborate API for other people to use. And then lastly, they are now paying people one quarter of 1% for listings and bids that fill. This is called a maker's fee. Basically, if you list your NFT and someone buys it, you know they're giving a 0.25% bonus to you as the seller. Uh, and if you put a bid in and someone hits it, you will get a very small refund on that NFT. So why is this happening here? Why is Magic Eden right now, you know, a year and a half, two years after their launch, uh, making these big changes? I think the biggest reason is that is that Magic Eden long had monopoly. Okay, and when they had a monopoly, these are things that you wouldn't want to do if you had a monopoly. You wouldn't want to send your your users to other exchanges. Yeah, uh, if you have strong margins and people still use you, you wouldn't want to give back you know a quarter of one percent on every single trade. Uh, open source removes some of your competitive advantage in your IP. So these are things that a monopoly wouldn't do. Uh, but now that the space has become so much more competitive, Magic Eden has lost a lot of share. I think they need to do these things to promote activity to stay to keep them 
them connected and just to keep them competitive with what the other projects are doing. I think the listing and bidding rewards kind of has similarities to blur incentives. I think there are a few things that make it very, very different. Like Magic Eden, you actually only get paid the incentive if you actually trade. Also, the incentive is much lower, you know, one quarter of 1%. Uh, it is also, I think, a very known small amount where I think with blur, a lot of the intrigue is the fact that people actually don't know what it's worth and that leads to mystery, which for some reason I think always helps. Here's the market share chart that you can see that basically Magic Eden used to really have a monopoly if you go towards the end of 2022. And right now they're pretty substantially below uh, 50%, largely due to TensorFlow, which has, has kind of become the blur of, of Solana and taken a lot of share. Moving on to the next topic, Squiggles charity auction. Really quickly, you know, what basically happened here? As we know, uh, Chromie Squiggles have only minted out about 98% of the project. So there's still 2%, uh, which hasn't minted, where you don't know what you're going to get. And and, and Snowfro donated 10 unminted squiggles uh, to basically uh, do an auction, a charity auction, which benefits ALS research. Uh, they minted them all out. That auction has been ongoing and they minted those and that completed yesterday. Here you can see from Vertical Crypto Art, 89 participants, more than 230 bids and a two hour bidding war. Anytime you bid with time up, it extended 10 minutes to the, to the, to the clock, you know, and you can see that that kind of led to a bidding war at the end. In terms of what the prices were, they went from anywhere from 18 to 19.9 ETH. Keyboard Monkey spent, got a couple, uh, Nullinger, uh, Mike from, from Germany, he got one, and a few other friends all, all kind of bought, bought some of these unminted squiggles. Now, if you look at this chart, this shows when the minted squiggles actually happened. You can see that you know the vast majority happened you know in the in beginning, about 90%. And since then, just every now and then, you know, Snowfro will give out 10 to, to be minted. Here are the ones that were minted. Kind of a, a nice looking group of squiggles, but nothing all that grail. You know, one fuzzy, a couple ribs, but nothing that was all that crazy, like when Squiggled Out got 10 and they, they just got hypers and a bunch of the absolute top tier. You know, why were these selling for 19 ETH though, uh, when the price, the floor price of Squiggles is about 10 or 11 ETH right now? And the reason is because you don't know what you're going to get. You know, there's a chance that you get a pipe. There's a chance that you get uh, that you get a hyper or something that is incredibly valuable. It turns out that I think all of these kind of came out probably a little bit below uh, that 19 ETH uh, price point where they came at. You know, just a couple conclusions: 186 ETH raised. Um, most likely, these did not hit their the hit the value of what they were paid for. I think you had two things. One is a charity premium. You know, it's nice to pay up when you're paying for charity. And two is what I call a gambler's premium. There's that chance you get something great, so you pay up a little bit. There are 227 squiggles left to be minted. At this price point, that's more than 4,000 ETH worth. So definitely a very valuable asset that Snowfro has. We'll be interesting to see how that plays out. And then lastly, let's talk about a couple notable sales. Another Opepin edition from those first 80 sold for 25 ETH. If you look at the four that have sold for the most, you can see they've kind of been in this 19 to 25 ETH range, all those Jack Butcher designs. And three of these four are the one of 40s. You had one of the one of 10 which sold for a little bit for 24.69, but nice to see that. These are definitely becoming grails. Another Interesting sales where there's a sweep of five super rare Genesis passes for 15 to 22 ETH. Really just a huge buy there. Remember, this is a project that super rare does. They've brought on 24 different artists to create art that the holders of these passes get. Let's look a little bit at these projects. You know, you have Decoherence by Pindervan Armin around a three ETH floor, Talking Heads by Goldie, a 0.69 floor, a couple other ones kind of below 0.2 ETH, but these are four of the drops that have already happened so far. Uh, and then these two, the two most recent, 
Vincent, Temporal by The Sarah Show, 0.69 ETH, and then Experiments by Otherword, 1.4 ETH. So the two most recent have had actually pretty good value. If you add it all up, owners of the Genesis passes, thus now with half of it done, have gotten about six ETH of floor price value. The other piece is that other one of ones have gotten raffled. Uh, so Die With The Most Likes raffled off three pieces, Alien Queen, three pieces, and a few others. So you also, as a holder, get a three out of 25 chance, almost a one out of 80 chance of getting a one of one or one of three, whatever it is, from some of these absolute top artists. There's more ahead. Sam Spratt, Matt Cain, Drifter Shoots, X-Copy, OSF, some serious, serious artists who are coming up. Maybe people you know, are buying now because of X-Copy. Who knows? But interesting to see uh, those sales. Congrats to Super Rare as well as the buyers and sellers there. And lastly, let's talk about one artist I haven't talked about before, Brokelet. This piece called Utility. It sold for three ETH. Here are a couple other sales that he has had. Process for three ETH, one for 3.575 ETH. Now these pieces, again, got to go to Super. got to go to OpenSea to check them out. These are gifts. They have a lot of movement, kind of this glitch art feel. Reminds me a little bit of Bongdo, but kind of this red, black, uh, and white. Really kind of interesting stuff. Worth checking out. The artist here is thanking the buyer. He says, art, art is a utility. This one piece was called utility. Basically has the the image and you're kind of holding up art in the piece. Uh, but this was a one of one piece that was commissioned by CCW mode. So a commissioned piece for three ETH kind of right at the high end of where this artist has sold before. So congrats to the artist, congrats to CCW, uh, mode, the buyer. Uh, yeah. Beautiful sale. That is all from me today. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you liked it, give us a like, tell us what you think in the comments. We'll be back tomorrow and every weekday with another show. Have a great day.